Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are with us and hope that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. As we enter the season of Lent, we begin a new series called Come Alive with Jesus. Many of us may feel like we are sleepwalking through life or not feeling fully alive. Through this series we hope that you will discover that in close proximity with the savior you will fully come alive. We have Christine Gershom open the series by sharing on the treasure within and how we can come alive when we live with a better understanding of this. Let's hear what God has in store for us. Hi church, welcome to our church online. I'm so excited to bring God's word to you today. Um as you know we've begun Lent. We began this Feb 22nd this Wednesday marked the beginning of Lent and um we had an amazing time teaching on the previous series which was catch the wind and which is the theme for the whole year. And um this year is going to be exciting because we know that if if God gives us a theme like that that he's got some exciting surprises in store for us. And as we began Lent, uh, we begin a brand new series and I don't know what lent has meant to you in the past but we are looking at this lent 2023 lent as a time when we actually get added time with Jesus. We've written a new bible plan um which has come out it's called face to face with Jesus. You're welcome to do it with friends or by yourself. Uh it will require that you give Jesus another extra 5 minutes and it just requires a bit of time for you to meditate on God's word and to ask yourself some questions. And even as we get into this new series, we have titled this new series Come Alive. Come alive with Jesus. How many of you can attest to this that you just walk through life sometimes like a zombie because of the kind of work pressure, because of the kind of family pressures and struggles and health issues or or relational problems that you just feel like you know like you're the walking dead, walking around doing the things you have to do. You really don't feel like you're filled with vitality. Um I know I have walked through life many times like that many times last year it felt like I was just doing the things I had to do like you know just ticking check boxes but not really living and experiencing life life in abundance and as we do this series for the next 6 weeks or so this is our desire for each of us that we would really come alive in the presence of Jesus that is our desire our desire is that we will get into his word we will hear his voice we will follow his leading and we'll see just how abundant our lives can be maybe prayers don't get answered maybe wealth doesn't increase maybe breakthroughs all don't come but just the fact that we are in his presence just the fact that we get to know him a little bit more will definitely bring us to life. So even as we get into today's word that's what I want you to um enter the series with a, a sense of expectation. And as I begin let me just say a quick word of prayer. Father I pray that as um we open up the word that you would speak through me. And I pray that each one of us wherever we are however uh, low we are feeling even if we've been just feeling spiritually dead or emotionally dead or mentally dead father we pray that we will come alive with you Jesus. We love you and we thank you in your holy name we pray amen amen so let's get into the word of god okay so we're going to be looking at second corinthians chapter 4 verses 7 to 12 today so what it says is this we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to god and not to us so before you get into this you have to understand that 
second corinthians chapter 3 and 4 are talking about the powerful gospel of jesus the gospel where uh, jesus came to earth he walked like one of us um and then he was crucified he died a horrific death but in that death the blood that was shed was the blood of the new covenant wherein he established um a, a life with us for us on us in our stead he died for us and now each of us are saved because of that death and it didn't just stop there the gospel doesn't stop with the death of jesus it continued when jesus was uh, uh, resurrected on the third day he came back to life and the word of god is very clear it talks about how that resurrection power of jesus lives inside each one of us who accept him to be the lord of our lives so it's a powerful gospel and therefore paul starts this portion of this chapter by saying but we have this treasure this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to god and not to us i always joke that before one of us on the teaching team share a message we are first trained in it and so this week began great monday tuesday i had started preparing and tuesday night i came down with a flu and even now i'm still on medication still feeling exhausted and it was god was it was like god was reminding me you guys are jars of clay you are frail you are feeble but it is my power that is at work in you and what paul was trying to say in this imagery he's saying that you each of us are so feeble we're so limited we're so finite but the power of god that is within us makes us indomitable it makes us overcomers it makes us victors it makes us the ones who last till the very end it's not because of us it's not because of our mental strength it's not because of our ability it's not because we're warriors at heart is because of the power that is within us we come alive when we realize progressively the kind of power that we possess as followers of Jesus a lot of us are living powerless lives and today i want us to remember that if i have jesus in my life he's the greatest treasure and with him come, comes the resurrection power that was exerted at that tomb that left it empty and therefore you and i now today live with that kind of power in our bodies in our spirits in our minds we are not powerless i remember growing up a lot of times my brother and i did stupid stuff um or behaved foolishly my mom would uh, use this phrase she would say kaliman mande you know what does that mean it means do you is your brain made of clay is your head made of clay and when i was just thinking about it this past week it brought uh, you know actually made me laugh because i realized it, it was the closest thing to the truth it was not an insult we are made of clay our bodies are made of clay and yet and yet god uses us limited beings human beings with our frailties with our flaws he uses us to display his glory to a watching world continuing with 2 corinthians chapter 4 verses 8 to 9 we just read verse 7 there verse 8 to 9 we are hedged in pressed on every side troubled and oppressed in every way but not cramped or crushed we suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and are unable to find a way out but not driven to despair we are pursued persecuted and hard driven but not deserted to stand alone we are struck down to the ground but never struck out and destroyed it's interesting because a lot of us 
find that we have a killer instinct when it comes to work maybe when it comes to a relationship if very pushy we can actually move and be aggressive and and get someone back into our lives maybe when it came to a uh, certain financial obstacles you have pushed through you have found a way for your family to make it maybe when it came to your marriage you have somehow fought and made it through and that's isn't that the story of all our lives that we somehow pushing and prodding and we want things to work we're holding things together but what if all of that is happening what if we have that innate capability not because of ourselves but because of the power within us that's what paul is saying he's saying there is a treasure in these jars of clay because of which we are pressed but not crushed persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed so if you are sitting and watching this sermon right now you are an overcomer you have been maybe pressed on but you were not destroyed maybe you were completely you felt like you were obliterated by the enemy but you're not disappeared yet you are still there if there is life in your body there is purpose if you still made it out maybe you just like you know those boxers when they're just about to pass out if they put one hand up or one leg up they're not struck out they're brought back in maybe you're like that maybe you feel like you've just been whacked at in every direction spiritually maybe you, your mental health has suffered because of the kind of trauma you've endured but still you haven't given up have you thought that maybe it's because of the power within you today is a time when we recalibrate and we look at ourselves and look in the mirror and you know we're living in a time when people are telling you to look in the mirror and endorse yourself validate yourself do these things but the beautiful thing is those of us who are in Christ are already validated by him instead now we need to be looking past ourselves at the power within us and that is the power of a risen savior this power is not because you and i have extremely great will power it's not because we are so strong hearted that we can beat anything that comes at us it is because of the power of christ within us 2 corinthians 4 reading from 10 to 12 now we always carry around in our body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be revealed in our body for we who are alive are always being given over to death for jesus's sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body so then death is at work in us but life is at work in you we can never really experience life if we haven't died a bit okay what does that mean every one of us who actually have accepted jesus who love jesus who are followers of jesus whatever you call yourself the minute you come step into this new life in christ you find certain things have to die or certain things die in his presence for example i have many times have had to give funeral services to my ego to my selfish ambition to my people pleasing to my selfishness to my pride many times subsequent on subsequent days even it's not just been a one once and done kind of thing when you come into the presence of god you know the light of the world his light will start shining on the dark areas of your life and eventually those dark areas begin to die out and here paul is saying that we carry around in our bodies the death of jesus which means we share in his sufferings the stuff we are going through now on earth the stuff that our brethren are going through around the globe hardship war famine calamities all of this we are carrying in our body the suffering of jesus the death of jesus but the beautiful thing is so that the life of jesus may also be revealed in our bodies it's not for want it's not for nothing all of our suffering has a meaning all of our pain has a meaning a lot of people don't like 
being told that God causes suffering. God doesn't cause suffering. He allows it because he knows that in that suffering, he is revealed. When we endure it, when we walk through it, his glory is revealed through our lives. We don't get to pinpoint and tell God, you know what, I can do without this suffering. Let your glory be revealed in the good times. Even in the worst times, his glory is revealed. And it says over here that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. Always. It's like, like I said, regular dying to self. You're married. You learn that you have to die to your ego on a daily basis. You have to die to your selfishness. You have children. You have to exercise self-control. All those negative words that were spoken over you, you need to die to it now so that you speak life over your children constantly. And when the death is at work in us, you know, the, the, the dying of certain things that have to die, life being, gets revealed in others. You bring life to others. That's what he's talking about. But the question today is this. We're talking about coming alive in Jesus. And I believe that today as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, we are coming to a place. We're going to come alive to Jesus when we look at the treasure within us. A lot of times we have been used to being called the treasure. Maybe when you were a child, your parents called you, what a treasure, how precious. You are a treasure, but the treasure within you is priceless. Because if you look at the analogy of a clay pot, you look at a clay pot, it's unadorned, it's ordinary. And it's liable to break. It's liable to get chipped. It's liable to get marked. It's liable to have scars on it because of water or flame or, or just excessive sunlight. It changes color. It doesn't look the same as when you bought it. It's porous. It's fragile. But the beautiful thing is that Paul is saying there is a treasure within these jars of clay. And so you and I today, However, irrespective of how we look, how we adorn ourselves, the lifestyles we lead, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the backgrounds we come from, whatever it is, all of that, all of that is okay. But what matters more is the treasure within us. Are we aware of the treasure within us? That's when we come alive. And I want to leave three things with you from this passage. We're going to continue reading 2 Corinthians. We're going to continue reading this passage, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And as we read it, I want to leave three things with you. Three ways in which we can actually come alive to the treasure within us. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18. And as I read it, I want you to just in your mind maybe highlight certain things I'm going to ask you to highlight. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4, 13 to 18. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. Highlight that in your head. We believe and so we also speak. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake so that as grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So, we do not lose heart. Highlight that. We do not lose heart. Though our outward self is wasting away, our inner self is being for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Highlight that. The things that are unseen are eternal. 
Okay, that's a very vital thing that we're going to be looking at. Three things, three things that each of us need to apply in our lives on a daily basis in order that we actually come alive to the treasure within us, the treasure of a risen Savior, the treasure of a resurrected Christ and His power alive in us. Sometimes we believe a very half-baked gospel. We focus too much on the fall of man and we forget that we are redeemed. Maybe you fo focus so much on the redemption that you forget that we have the Holy Spirit who is renewing us on a daily basis. That's an important part of the gospel. Maybe you've forgotten that we have that resurrection power alive in us today. If it was not for the resurrection, you and I would be the most hopeless of people. Today, we don't have to fear death because of the, the resurrection. You and I don't have to be afraid of an endless eternity spent in damnation, in, in suffering. We have the hope of eternity with Jesus because of the resurrection. He won over death. He conquered it once and for all. And therefore, you and I can come alive to this power if, first of all, we speak out in faith. So often when we, when you have an argument with someone or with your child or with a spouse or a friend, the stuff we say reveals the deepest things of our heart. Sometimes when you're correcting a child and you're telling your child, don't do that, and the child asks, why not? And you say, because I'm afraid you'll break your head or you say something like that. And then you realize you're not speaking from a place of faith to this child. You are communicating your fear to the child. You're, say you're saying my deepest, darkest fear is that I would, break I would have broken my head in a similar fashion. So I don't want you to do that. But it's very important, not just in parenting, but in life as to what we declare with our mouth. Psalm 116 verses 10 to 11 in the Passion Translation says this, Even when it seems I'm surrounded by many liars and my own fears, and though I'm hurting in my suffering and trauma, I still stay faithful to God and speak words of faith. Isn't that beautiful? It really de depicts a lot of our lives. You might be str struggling right now in, in different areas, or maybe right now it's a very calm and cool setting you're not really having much to suffer with but maybe you carry baggage and so you're tempted to speak from a place of doubt of disbelief of just repeated disappointment of endless waiting but he says here i still stay faithful to god the psalmist says he will still stay faithful and speak words of faith how many of us can honestly say that's the route we take i want to ask you what are you speaking today are you speaking out of fear it's very easy when you're on a sick bed for all your negativity to come to the surface. Oh, I'm going to be like this forever. Oh, every time I just recover, I go back into the slump. What's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. I'm not fit to exist. Deep, dark spirals begin when we start to speak out of fear. But God is saying, I want you to speak out of faith. Why? Not because this is positive thinking, not because it's to change the vibes in your room or in your office space. No, it is because you believe in a God who is risen. He says, because I believe that he will bring me to him with you. He's saying, you have that position in Christ now. The power of the resurrected Christ is in you. You have that position and standing. So speak out in faith because of that. I don't speak out in faith because I need to feel better. I speak out in faith because I know better. I know the God of the universe is on my side. I know my creator created me for a purpose. I know that when he makes me wait, he's waiting with me. I know that when he's taking me through the valley of the shadow of death, he has not left me for a minute. 
if you've been saying to yourself i'll never be healed if you've been saying i'll never have a breakthrough maybe you've been saying i'll not experience the miraculous in my life maybe you're saying i'll always be stuck here in this rut i will not see a change in my relationship status i'm not going to see a change in my child what we speak shapes our reality and the truth is in a risen savior our reality shifted we have hope every single day we have an assurance that better things are yet to come maybe it's not happening right now but it's going to happen and so when i start to speak out in faith i'm shifting my reality yes this is what it looks like but god i know you have said that you go before me you provided honey from the rock lord that's who you are do that for me you are you have said that you have you will teach us to profit so my business is running into the ground teach me how to profit because i know you will do it you see how it shifts the atmosphere from an atmosphere of fear to an atmosphere of faith so this is not a prosperity gospel pitch i'm not saying that you name it and claim it not at all i'm saying the power within you ha- is the new reality it's the reality that a risen savior dwells in you his spirit is with you he is empowering you you no no longer need to be afraid you can live in faith and the extension of living in faith is speaking out in faith what i declare will shape my reality so the first way in which you come alive with jesus to the treasure within you is when you begin to speak out in faith will you try it this week simple things with your children you can ex- correct them and discipline them without speaking out in fear you can speak to your spouse clearly speaking your heart out without speaking out in fear but speaking out in faith declare in faith things over your situation believe that this god who conquered death and the grave will conquer your hardest situations for you the second thing is strengthen your heart he says so we don't lose heart because outwardly we're wasting away inwardly we're being renewed this week when i was unwell this particular flu started off with a backache and you know this the middle part of the back starts paining and then it just radiates to the whole body and i was i didn't know i was going in for the flu but i remember coming down um on tuesday night and telling my husband i'm feeling every bit my age i'm feeling as old as i really am i've not felt that way in a while so i was telling him that and i was laughing and saying you know what i'm the definition of this jar of clay um outwardly wasting away inwardly i hope i'm being renewed and it felt like a joke at that time but the truth is it's very essential for us as humans to strengthen our hearts you look at a clay pot like i said so liable to damage liable to injury and when you read the old testament when you read leviticus and other the the commandments given to people is if something in, unclean falls into an earthen pot you break it and throw it it was that disposable if it fell into a bronze jar they had to scour it with a you know like a vessel cleaner but if it fell into a clay pot you just break it and throw it imagine you need to strengthen your heart because our bodies are so fragile things that happen to us affect us even the strongest of you out there certain things happen that can be soul crushing divorce that happens is soul crushing abuse that happens is soul crushing the things that people put you through the things that maybe you have made wrong choices and put yourself through can be so destructive and unless we on a regular basis strengthen our heart 
we won't withstand it we won't come through it alive and so i want us to come to this place of saying lord i want you to strengthen my heart because a heart that is not strengthened is a heart that's liable to be fragmented and eventually destroyed and a broken heart doesn't make for a full life you know if you live with a crushed spirit the bible says your life doesn't really matter then we want to come to a place where we bring this heart of ours to jesus on a regular basis daily basis and say lord strengthen my heart for today i know stuff's happening that could potentially break my heart but strengthen my heart when david was in a hard place with all his followers they were talking about killing him because you know bad stuff had happened to their whole um, army and to their families and it said david strengthened himself in the lord psalm 28 verse 7 to 8 yahweh is my strength and my wrap around shield when i fully trust in you help is on the way i jump for joy and burst forth with ecstatic passionate praise i will sing songs of what you mean to me you will be the inner strength of all your people yahweh the mighty protector of all and the saving strength for all your anointed ones how do we strengthen our heart is there a procedure because all of us want to do how do i do this right from this it's quite easy to understand what we must do in order to strengthen our heart on a daily basis we need to worship we need to surrender it's very hard for those of us who have control issues because we'd much rather hold back stuff keep it safe shelter it and then still think we're worshiping god we still think that you know we can handle the stuff that comes at us but it is in complete surrender to god that i'm actually finding that my heart is more strengthened because i'm telling him i trust you with this more than i trust myself with this so here you go this is my family this is my job this is my parents these are my finances or the lack of it and when you surrender in order to not be left in an empty place we worship from that place so the the simple act you know I, since i teach dance i'm going to tell you this the simple act of lifting your hands in worship is an act of surrender because it's saying i'm not holding anything back i'm releasing it to you so you surrender and you worship because when you passionately praise him for who he is for what he has done you are unconsciously strengthening your heart you're telling god all of this is yours all of this is yours none of it is mine i'm giving it all to you and when you lift up your voice in praise when you give your body in unbroken praise to him something shifts i've been understanding what it means to bring a sacrifice of praise even when you're unable to you're probably sick in bed you're unable to praise to still lift your hands listen to worship music and believe that that's an anthem for your soul is a sacrifice even when you're completely broken and you step into church and as the rest of the congregation worships for you to sing out with them is a sacrifice of praise and it's then that god can strengthen your heart he cannot strengthen our heart when we are holding on to everything really tight when we're stubborn about not worshiping him till things become better it's where i am at right now when i'm able to surrender and worship him there he strengthens my heart it says over there he's the protector of all he's the inner strength for his people unless i strengthen my heart i will not come alive with jesus because let me 
tell you this right from the from you know just as like a you know like a basic foundation we're going to face hard things in our life if our hearts are not strengthened we will not make it we will fall apart at the seams it's important that we strengthen our heart on a daily basis i don't know what worship looks like to you i don't know what surrendering looks like to you for me the minute i start worrying about something and holding something very tight i know that that's the very thing i need to surrender to him when during this flu season each of our kids were falling sick i was getting so stressed will this child get better will this one be okay will they lose their voice i was panicking and then i realized that i somehow thought i was protecting them when in reality they were in the hands of a sovereign god and the minute i started surrendering them to him i found that i was at greater peace i found that i was at i was more calm than i had been before and so i want to ask you will you allow god to strengthen your heart every single day practice it for the next 40 days when you wake up you say lord strengthen my heart for today i don't know what obstacles are going to come up i don't know what negativity is going to th- be thrown my way but i want to live a life so strengthen my heart help me worship you with complete surrender so that i can really really come alive that's the second thing the third thing is that we would see the eternal now i know that there's this i think someone came up with this quote which says some of them are so heavenly minded that they are of no earthly use and i think that it's not a completely correct statement because jesus himself said where your treasure is there your heart is lay up treasures for yourself in heaven not on earth where moth and rust steal and destroy so why are we so fixated on what we see if you have watched um these shows where they go and declutter homes you know you see people who hoard up stuff and i think i was watching one where in the uk they go and declutter people's homes and these people are called hoarders unfortunately and i don't like using a, a descriptive like that so these are people who hoard stuff let's call them that their houses were filled with things like multiple multiple stands or lamp stands multiple sofas multiple coke cans it was like we only can drink from one at a time we can only sit on one sofa at a time but here were people who had accumulated so much over the years that they didn't have space to stay at in the end of the day and that's when these people would step in intervene and clean up the house and some of us are like that some of us are like that wherein we're so caught up with the temporal the stuff that we see that we are forgetting that we were meant for eternity now what does that mean when we say you're meant for eternity does it mean i'm just going to prepare for my funeral and you know be ready to die and see my maker what does that look like right it probably sounds um so dark and dismal but that's not what it actually means so our lives are so transient right if it was not for the treasure within us our life on earth would be it it's because of the treasure of the risen christ within us that we don't just have purpose here on earth but we have purpose for eternity because god is renewing the earth and the heavens it says he's renewing it and we have a part to play in the renewed heavens and the earth as well it's not just for now so our life on earth is just a dot it's a speck but our life for eternity is forever and ever and it's going to be a beautiful life so that's why most christians are not very worried about death because hey i have eternity so the important thing is 
I think when we were preparing this whole series, we realized that so often we're preparing for eternity. We forget how to live now. And the important thing is this. Each of us need to fix our eyes on the eternal so that we live well now. Eternity is coming. For some of us sooner than we expect. For some maybe much later. But the truth is this. How you and I live now will determine our eternity. For example, if you're living carelessly, we're living like as if, you know what, my choices don't matter. I can do anything. Grace covers it all. Then that might not be the right way to live. Maybe some of us have openly rejected the gospel. We've said, you know what, I don't want this Jesus. I don't want any of this. Maybe we've turned away from everything that we knew was the truth in pursuit of things that helped us in the current moment. But God is calling us to a place of saying, come back to me. Fix your eyes on the things that are not seen. You are in a battle that you cannot even see. It's a battle for your soul. Psalm 27 verse 13, the psalmist says this, Yet I believe with all my heart that I will see again your goodness, Yahweh, in the land of life eternal. Psalm 27 verse 13, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He's not talking about life on earth. He's talking about life eternal, everlasting that is our where our gaze goes. So even when life is hard here, we know this is not it. This is not the end. We have life eternal. But how do I come alive to the treasure within me when I keep my eyes on the eternal? You may ask, that doesn't even make sense. The truth is everything you and I do here on earth has eternal implications. The way I bring my children up has eternal implications. The way I steward my marriage, eternal implications. The way I do my job, Many of us think that our ministry is more important than our vocation, than our, than our jobs. Our jobs is, is a space God has placed you and me to excel at, to bring the light of his glory there. So if you're an engineer, if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, if you're an admin head, if you're, if you're just a person who's part of a team, that place, that job you do is all important. It has eternal implications. It's not for nothing. So don't treat it like as if, you know what, that's second grade. It's it's not important. My primary thing is to go out and, you know, preach to the lost. The lost are right where you're at. What are you doing with your job? Are you stewarding it well? Are you treating people with the greatest of respect the way Jesus would? Everything we do on this side of eternity has eternal implications. What you're building today, your family, your community, it has eternal implications. It doesn't end now. It doesn't end with you. It goes on and on. It has repercussions, positive or negative. So how we live today matters. How we do things today matters for eternity. So don't assume that eternity is far away. So I can just do whatever. And then the 11th hour, I just, you know, say, you know what, Jesus, I need, you know, we need Jesus right now so that we, the lead up to eternity is fulfilling. It's abundant because we're living out our purpose to the greatest ability. We are living with such love for people, for God and for people that it changes everything. That we don't get so focused on what we're going through that we forget the eternal. This is very important because a lot of times those of us who have walked through long-term diseases, who have walked through chronic conditions, it's very easy for the focus to shift to the body which is failing. But the beautiful thing is that God wants us to shift our eyes. He says, I know what you're going through. I know you're suffering. But what is the eternal aspect of this? How many can you draw into me, into my kingdom? 
in spite of what you're walking through because our life has eternal ramifications everything we say and do now matters in the light of eternity so as we close for today okay these are the three things i want to leave with you and it's i know it's a lot to chew on especially the eternal concept okay but even how we accumulate wealth even how we hoard up wealth for ourselves and we don't give to the ones who need it all of that matters when we have eternity in our sight i would encourage you to read the gospels if you feel the epistles are too heavy to read read the gospels jesus talks about how to live with an eternity mindset jesus came to a 3 years he does ministry 30 years on a 3 more years of ministry but his entire time his mind was on eternity when he was sitting with that samaritan woman at the well when his disciples come back and they he says you know what i've had food that you have no idea about and he the, the disciples are thinking on an earthly perspective with someone come and give him a packed lunch but he's for him the work of his father here on earth was his spiritual nourishment do we operate like that do we look at every opportunity around us and think you know what this has eternal benefits i want to cash in on that i want to reach out to this person even if it's just one person that seems insignificant to you will you do it will you do your job in such a way that it glorifies the father in heaven because that's ultimately what our eternal perspective should be so when we want to come alive with jesus coming alive to the treasure within us the first thing is speak out in faith what we speak matters it defines our reality you must speak out in faith the second is you must strengthen your heart and you must see the eternal as we close i just want to leave this with you maybe it'll help clinch the deal for you you know about coming alive to the treasure within you i want to read two passages and as i close i want you maybe to just spend some time after this this service just reading that word and asking god what he wants to speak specifically to you right jeremiah chapter 18 verses 2 to 6 go down to the potter's house and there i will give you my message so i went down to the potter's house and i saw him working at the wheel but the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands so the potter formed it in another pot shaping it as seemed best to him then the word of the lord came to me he said can i not do with you israel as this potter does declares the lord like clay in the hand of the potter so are you in my hand israel i want you to put your name in there where it says israel if you can put your name in there so i would read it can i not do with you christine as this potter does like clay in the hand of the potter so are you in my hand christine if you can put your name in there and would you ask yourself that question as if god was asking it to you because maybe you're feeling like you're just a lump of clay but when you're in the hands of the master potter he's shaping you into something so beautiful he doesn't make mistakes he knows what he's doing the clay cannot ask the potter what are you doing instead it stays pliable and yielded to him remember what i was talking about a surrendered worship that's what it looks like giving yourself into his hands he's shaping you reshaping you as he sees fit it's very important in order to come alive to the treasure within us that we allow him to shape our earthen vessels the second passage that i want to read for you is matthew 13 verse 44 
the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Matthew 13, 44, it's part of a whole bunch of things that Jesus is teaching on. But it's lovely because it says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. This man who found it, who discovered it, he did it again sold everything he had and bought the entire field. I want to ask you, if Jesus is the treasure in your life, would you do anything and everything to hold on to him? What are you willing to give up in order to pursue this relationship with Jesus? He is the treasure within us. We are treasures, yes, but he is the greatest treasure within us. Where is your treasure today? Where is your heart pointed towards? What is the angle that your heart has taken maybe it's in having perfect health maybe it's having in having this amazing marriage maybe it's in having well-behaved children maybe it's in in dating you know someone that you know just fits your every requirement i don't know where your heart is tilted and leaning towards but what if i asked you that your heart repositions itself to embrace the greatest treasure of your life because i can tell you this for many years of pursuing Jesus, of, of holding on to him, like, you know, like nothing else. He's the greatest treasure of your life. If you're in bed right now, he's still your treasure. If your body has been failing you repeatedly, he's your treasure. If the one that you married walked out and left you hanging, he is your treasure. If you're a young child who's feeling abandoned and neglected, Jesus is your treasure. And not just any Jesus, this is a resurrected Jesus, a risen Savior. He's so powerful, his power is at work in you. And so you don't have to live like you're powerless. You don't have to walk through life like a zombie. Because you're not. You have the resurrection power of Christ in you. So will you speak out in faith? Will you strengthen your heart? And will you keep looking at the eternal? Don't stop. Don't stop by looking at something temporal and losing sight of what has to be done. Look for the eternal. God, what is my eternal purpose? Help me fulfill that here on earth. Can we pray together? Father, I just thank you that with you, Lord, nothing stays the same. That you're in, in, in the process of reworking us, of working on us, of shaping us into the best version of ourselves. We're grateful that, Lord, you take us ordinary earthen pots, that you deposit your Holy Spirit's power in us, the, the power of the risen Christ within us, so that we are truly treasure-filled. I pray for anyone right now who has been just sleepwalking through life, who's just been aimlessly wandering through their lives without purpose, without direction, without a perspective of why they were created, Lord. I pray that today that would change. I pray that their lens would change. I pray that they will wear the lens of eternity. I pray that, Lord, if their tongue has been tied down in fear, in depression, in discouragement, it will be released to speak out in faith. I pray, Lord, if their hearts have been weak and have melted because of the kind of things they've endured, I pray today, you would strengthen their hearts. That you would make it ironclad, Lord, strengthened for the road ahead. 
that it will be softened towards your touch towards your direction but it will be toughened up lord so that it will not melt it will not break i pray that you would help us lord we are the clay you are the potter we surrender ourselves to you we thank you jesus that you are the greatest treasure in the world we thank you that we can just come to you as we are knowing that with you we too are so valuable we too are so loved and we too can live with the same power that was exerted when you rose from the dead we thank you and we love you in jesus name we pray amen amen live this week with power live this week with an awareness of the treasure within you god bless you thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes if you like what you are hearing consider rating us subscribing and even sharing it with friends that would really help us for more content from via zion and to connect with us go to viazion.in remember whoever finds jesus finds life